What's up guys, Josh here from the Rising Action Podcast. In today's episode, Grayson and I start a two or three part series highlighting different story mediums. Next week, hopefully, we'll talk about comics, TV shows, and video games, but this week we talk about movies and books and the differences between the two, as well as some of the storytelling advantages unique to both. So stay tuned for that, and now I'm going to shut up and get into it with Grayson. When you're making a movie of a book, people are always waiting with their knives. Joel Edgerton. Welcome back, everyone, to the Rising Action Podcast. I am one of the hosts, Grayson Schrader. That's my name. Uh, and we also have Josh. What's up, Josh? What's going on, man? How you doing? You know... Before we started recording this, as you know, I was dying because I worked all day yesterday and my allergies were flaring up, but now I haven't blown my nose in the past 20 minutes, so I see this as an absolute win. This is because you're prepared, you know? You're like, okay, it's podcast time, allergies can die. They can just go away. It's actually, like, kind of true, though. Like, whenever I, like, end up, like, forcing myself to, like, record even if I'm, like, sick or something, like, it kind of just goes to the sideline. And I kind of get in a zone where I'm like, I can still talk usually um, and actually focus on what I'm trying to say and not really care about, oh, I have to use the bathroom. Oh, I'm thirsty. Oh, I <laughs> I have a severe headache and want to go to sleep. Exactly. Or whatever. That's um, how it goes. So is it a, I don't know. Maybe it's a gift. Maybe I am the chosen one of podcasts. No. No. Pro- ma- no. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're good, but I, I don't know about that one. Yeah, no, there's people that are way better than me. But I'm getting there. We're, we're getting there, bud. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I, I kind of want to do this thing, though, like I, because I think it would kind of be cool to do it as like a regular thing for every episode, just to briefly do it. Um, uh, before I, we get into that, also, you can follow us at risingaction underscore on Instagram. Um, and Josh has been posting a lot of stuff on there. You can follow me at a on both Twitter and Instagram. Um, if you try to hit me up on Instagram right now, though, I will not respond because I don't have the app installed because I'm taking a break from from IG. Yeah, it's been um, awkward because I've been trying to tag you. Well, no, I've not been trying to. I have been tagging you in the oh, rising yeah. action posts and then being like, wait a minute. I mean, you still nah. can. I'll come. <laughs> I mean, I'll come back and just be like, just blow up everybody's you know things. Just like, look at all this stuff I've been tagged in. Yep. Yeah, everybody's like, yeah. When you get back on Instagram, you're gonna have all this stuff sent to you. And I'm like, yep. Maybe I'll never come back. Maybe I'll be gone forever. It's the freaking zeitgeist. That's the not. What? The, that's not right. I, what? I just totally. You know what? Give us your Twitter and Instagram and can we get on <laughs> You this? can follow me at Josh Johnson 98 on Instagram and Josh J underscore 98 on Twitter. Yeah, because Twitter's the best. Twitter's the bomb. Why do we not have a Twitter yet? Because doing the Instagram is hard and I need you to make a Twitter. <sighs> okay, I'll make a Twitter. I'll just, but I'm relying on you to re-upload all, like, or not relying on you, but I will need your assistance when it comes to all the clips and everything. But dope. This is what happens. We plan stuff live right here on the podcast. 100%. For all of you listening, wondering, is this real? Like, is this staged? No, we are 100% making plans yeah. live as you hear it at this very second because yeah. we're very prepared. Yeah. I Be prepared. Boy Scout motto. 
um, but what I was saying originally was I feel like we should talk about like just very briefly what we've been playing, watching. I like this reading. Just like what stories we have been uh, immersed in lately, or what what we've been you know just doing. Just this is a get, fantastic a idea. Again, this is yeah. also live. So yeah, brilliant idea, yeah. Grayson. One hundred percent take it. I'm full of great ideas. Stick around. <laughs> Why don't you lead us off? What have you been reading, listening, consuming, watching, um, playing? So, in terms of reading, I've still been slowly reading from a certain point of view. Um, I haven't okay. hold, made a whole lot of progress because like, I try to read it when I'm at work. And, yeah. and it's usually every short story is about 10 to 12 pages. But I'll get really busy at work and won't have a whole lot of time. But I'm about... Mm, an eighth of the way through that i could probably go a lot faster but i'm planning on going to try to finish reading that within the within the month yeah um i'm not really watching anything at the moment although there's a couple shows i want to start getting into that have been kind of on my backlog well the first the first one is i want to continue my rewatch of avatar the last airbender because it's on netflix yes um, and I'm a big fan of that show, so I've been trying to rewatch that, but I have not made it very far. I think I only watched one episode, um, and so that's that. My friend, so I have HBO Max, and my friend, um, he recommended me a show called uh, The Outsider, which has Jason Bateman and in a leading role, and it is a, a Stephen King uh, yes. adaptation. He yeah, told me I remember it that. was fantastic um he said he was hooked immediately and that there he said and i quote all killer no filler (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome so now i was thinking like okay that sounds really familiar it's because one of my friends at school was reading that book yeah like this past semester when everything went down and i would talk Mm -hmm. to him about it all the time because i get really excited when my friends are reading and so i was talking to him about it constantly like you know what do you think i'd never read it so I didn't. Yeah. I didn't even know what it was about. But it's still like it's the same thing of like when you tell me about you know books that you're reading that I have not read. But like I remember sitting in Waffle House one night and you were just telling me about uh, is it Rage of Dragons? Yes. Was that the book? Yeah. Because yeah. we had a, we had a class where we had to do a book review and that was the book that you had chosen and you told me like you were telling me all this and I was like, dude, this sounds awesome. Yeah. Like this sounds it's really cool. Legit. It's, it, yeah, it's like and it's like a little bit of a book club thing, but um, but yeah, I, w- I want to start watching that. And there's also one show that I've been trying to get back into, and it's a bit of like a teen, not teeny bopper. What is the thing? I don't know. Kind of like a teen drama thing that they have, but it's called Outer Banks, and it's on Netflix. Yeah. And I watched the first episode of that, and m- people have told me that like I've seen a lot of reviews that it actually gets really, really good. Um, really. And and I like the setting of it a lot, so I want to get back into watching that. Um, but I have not yet. Um, in terms of movies, I've, I watched, um, Black Klansman for the first time, Mm, um, this past week, I think within the past week and, um, very appropriate for what's going on in the world right now. Um, I highly recommend everybody watch it. Um, I think it was, I mean, Adam Driver and John David Washington just kill it in that movie. Yeah, they're fantastic Um, in that movie. And it just has a, it just has a really good, good style and it's very well made. Um, so I really enjoyed that movie. Um, and then in terms of games, right now I am just grinding through The Last of Us for the very first time. Um, and I'm actually really enjoying it. It has a little bit of like kind of that old school or like that PS3 style gameplay sometimes where I'm like, yeah. oh, I can see kind of like where this is not like a current gen game. But it's still really well done. The story 
is pretty engaging and I'm really not sure where it's going yet because I have not had much of that spoiled for me but I'm trying to beat it within the next couple of days yeah. because the second game comes out in a couple of weeks and that is going to be a heavy hitter for sure so that is what I have been uh what, what we need to find we need to find the right verb for this what I have been because you can't say like you can say reading watching playing but like we need That's to find what like, we've been con- consuming consume but we're not eating it we're <laughs> we're uh we're story consumers sure okay well well I, I, we're gonna we're gonna we'll figure it out that we'll yeah. figure that what, out. what about you though what about you so it's been pretty uh varied so i'm reading several books right now <clears throat> mm-hmm. i am reading the way of kings by so okay just to preface all this i have a an odd little setup to to books i've got a kindle that has a book on the kindle that i read separately from like hardcover like paperback actual books so i'm usually reading one real book and one kindle book at the same time which is kind of odd but so on the kindle i've got way of kings and that book is literally 1200 pages and i am about 900 pages through it so i'm almost there it honest to god feels like a slog like it is awesome but good lord it's just like this never ends yeah it's great it just never ends um, also, and this is probably a little bit more practical, um, from it's, it's more than just for enjoyment, but yeah, I'm reading, uh, clash of Kings, uh, because the language in the book I am writing is similar in tone to the way George R. R. Martin writes a song of ice and fire. And so I am going through and reading those books again to kind of like, I honestly read it before I write. So I sit down to write, I read a chapter or two out of Clash of Kings, and then I write. Uh, and it just kind of like fills my mind with the words, more so than even just like the characters. Or it's just like the way it's written. I write it. Yeah. I try and write it similarly. Um, he's got really good idiosyncratic diction, uh, which just means like... Big words. It just means that the way people talk is unique to the yeah, era. Yeah, yeah. So uh, a lot of good stuff there. Um, I want to get through those books uh, because I'm also reading um, another book called the blinding white or the blinding white i think that's what it's called um (laughs) that's not what it's called the burning white that's what it is the burning Uh, white by brent weeks it's the last book in the lightbringer series Mm -hmm. um i'm probably a a quarter of the way through that book um that one's a little bit on the back burner i don't i think i want to finish way of kings and then i'll really dive into that yeah, I'm someone that I feel like I have to finish one thing before I move on to the right. next thing. I totally feel then, that way too, but I get mm-hmm. intrigued by a story, and I'm like, Same. I really want yeah. to read this. Like, a, a book that I really want to read is uh, The Name of the Wind by Patrick Rothfuss, and I am mm-hmm. forcing myself to wait until I finish something before I can start it. But I want to yeah. read that so bad. It's just that I keep picking up huge books. I'm, I'm the same way with video them. games and shows, because I started that Outer Banks show. I started rewatching the last airbender um there's been a couple movies that i started and then like i got like halfway through and i'm like i'll come back and finish it and i just never did yeah um and then same thing with games like i you know i've finally started the last of us and that's like my main focus right now but my friend and i we just started replaying the halo games and i've also started like lego harry potter which like those games are like not like but like i still really enjoy those right um and then i even have like a couple of other games that i'm like i want to beat this summer like i remember i even back when in march which god that was like almost it's in two weeks it'll be three months ago which is like absolutely insane yeah um 
I started Doom Eternal, and then I got mm. like four missions in, and like just stopped, which was insane to me because I like just was so excited for that game, and then I don't know. What, I think I just got so busy with school yeah. and like playing other games that like it's just yeah, it totally like sidelined. So that's a thing that's like it's a problem with me where I'm like I'll start things, and but like for the most part, like I like to keep a list of things and do a checklist. So like right now, in terms of read it, reading, I'm like. I want to finish from a certain point of view. Then I'm going to move on to um, uh, DC Kingdom Come, which is like a, a graphic novel that DC did because okay. um, I've been kind of in a DC mood lately. Um, and then I think I'm going to try to go back and finish the gra- graphic novel of Watchmen because um, mm. so I, I really want to watch the show for that. Right. So I don't know. It's yeah, I get what you mean though. It's like you've got you've got all these things, and the, it also doesn't help do. that you're like, oh, you buy all these things, and uh-huh. then it's like it makes the backlog even like yeah. because you know you're going to do them eventually. It's just yeah. like getting a, like having the time, and like it also is a lot more difficult when your like mood changes because I'm someone that yeah. like I like to watch, read, or play whatever I'm in the mood for. Right. So like if I like start something and then I'm not in the mood for that anymore, then I won't go back and finish it. Uh-huh. And that was like the big thing with like when I was reading through all the Harry Potter books where I was like, I'm going like, I am in a huge Harry Potter. And there'd be some days where I definitely was not like, I'm like, I, like I remember I went to star Wars celebration and I was in the middle of reading Harry Potter and the Goblet of fire back in 2017. Mm. And I was like, it's very hard to read Harry Potter when you're like star Wars, star Wars, star Wars. You it know? just, yeah, it does mix. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so then that's why I ended up taking a break from it and then came back a couple years later and I'm like, I'm going to universal. I'm in a Harry Potter mood. I've watched a couple of the Harry Potter movies. I'm right. ready to jump back into this. And then within like a month, I read like the last three of them. Yep. And I was like, like just, you know, so I, re- it's, I read it kinda, them all so quick too. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's something that's like, you have to be really passionate and like just into whatever you're going to be consuming yeah yeah i've even got there's a book on my kindle uh that's like scottish fantasy and it's not popular at all i mean it's not popular yet i literally saw an ad for it i was like "Ooh, scottish Mm. that's kind of cool and then i just went and bought (laughs) the ebook for it and i'm gonna read that at some point but like yeah i've got that's so far down the list anyway so um i just rewatched joker a couple days ago Nice. Really good. Not quite as good on the second watch as it was the first time around, but, you know, still great. Mm. Um, yeah. Rick and Morty has been coming out with new episodes, so I've been watching those. They've been they've been pretty good. They're, I, need, I need to get back into that. They're a little over the top, but you know what? That's, that's yeah. just Rick and Morty. That's what it is. That's what you sign up yeah, for. Yeah, that's very, very true. <laughs> and uh, I started a new show on Netflix, Space Force, from yep. the guys who made The that's Office another show and I Parks start. and Rec. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's odd because like it's not super funny, but it is a little bit. But the filmmaking is really great. Like the yeah. cinematography is awesome. Interesting. And like the production quality is really really good. Like a thousand mm-hmm. times better than Office or Parks and Rec. A thousand times better. Yeah. So that's kind of like weird because it feels like a movie. Yeah. But it's how many episodes slastic. is it? I want to say it's ten. I don't know. And are they, how long are the two. episodes? They're like 30 minutes each. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. It's weird. It's like, it's a very high production value show, but it's, it, I, I don't know. I've heard a yeah. lot of people say it's not very good. So I guess I'll reserve judgment till I finish it. Yeah. I need to, I want to check it out myself because it's something that I was kind of anticipating, especially with Steve Carell and like John Malkovich and right. John Malkovich um, is hilarious. I don't care what he does. He's oh yeah. Funny he's great. Everything. 
he really, really is. He's, Have you ever seen the movie, the the movies, or the the movie they did a sequel, uh, Red? Yes, I. Yeah. That's my favorite John Malkovich movie. Really? Yeah, one hundred percent. That's crazy. Yeah, that's one of my dad's favorite movies of all time. He adores that movie, and John Malkovich is like so funny. So in that. funny in that movie. Yeah, like he's it's just crazy. so. Depri- like he just is so mean and it's awesome yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's great man i i would have loved to have seen him as uh as vulture in spider-man 4 because mm. that was he was gonna play vulture in the original sam raimi spider-man 4 um oh, okay so not okay not okay i got you yeah i'm literally yeah. thinking immediately i'm like michael keaton oh dude, yeah yes, no no so that like originally when Sp- spider-man 4 was going to be the last spider-man movie for the sam raimi stuff so like yeah. he didn't get to finish it and it was like already like said and done that like john malkovich was going to be um vulture and bruce campbell who makes cameos in the previous three movies and he's very good friends with sam raimi that was like you know they made evil dead and you know he's literally ash yeah um it was going to be re- revealed that he was going to be mysterio and that like he had been through like all out the movies like as like right. a kind of like yeah yeah it, it was gonna it that's was cool, cool. It was, yeah It'll never happen now. Sad. Pretty sad. Major moment. Um, yeah. Um, but we probably should get on to the, uh, the main headlining topic of, of this week, which is going to be a multi-part. Like, it, this is part two, one of two. It, yeah. It, it could be three, honestly, if, depending on how long we go. Um, it's po- yeah, so, it's very possible. Yeah. Um, We're going right to say now, for now it's a double header. Yeah. That this week yeah. and next week are going to be part one and part two. Yeah. But bear with us. It might be three. Yeah. Um, so I pitched this idea because we, we often we don't know the ideas until a couple of days before we start recording. And they usually just come to us, which have been working quite well lately. Um, it's just it's just our style, man. It's been working great. Uh, <laughs> and so it was um, basically I was sitting there at work thinking I'm like okay we should do an episode discussing the differences and like I guess the nuances and kind of the variations of different storytelling mediums and why you know why the medium is also very important or as many people say why the medium is the message right um and so it's basically like this kind of two part two to three part whatever uh, is going to be us discussing, you know, I think we're going, I think we decided we're going to do books and movies, which is this episode. And if you've already clicked on the episode, you know that. Uh, and then the next episode, uh, will be on video games, comics, and TV shows, I think TV shows. Yes. Um, which would be a lot to cram in, in one. So that's why I'm thinking it may, may be split up, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, it may be one, two, and then the, the third episode be a bit of a smaller one just dedicated to TV shows or something. Right. Um, so, so yeah, we're going to start with books and TV shows. And I figured uh, Josh, being the, the writer that he is and writing books himself, he definitely has a lot to say on what books can achieve. And as, as me being someone who likes to read a lot, I can also commentate on that. I mean, we, you know, between Josh and I, we both, uh, we cover the pretty much all of those. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, I mean, it's like Josh is very much, you know, books and movies and I'm a lot more comics and games, but we've also like, we've kind of blend together in a lot of those regards. Right. Yeah. Um, The lines of separation kind of blur and it's just, it just kind of becomes like a big old blob of like, it's like, it's like a, a, it's like a, 
spectrum, like a like a pH meter. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that one's going. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I, I don't know. I was thinking like you know, it's kind of like a whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, I think we should jump straight into um, books. Yeah. And and I don't really know where to start other than I was like, I figured Josh can lead this off pretty well. Yeah. So straight off the rip, um, like my first thought about that is, I mean, you have differences in how you approach telling that story just mm-hmm. in terms of like structure and length. So yeah. a movie, the, the screenplay is going to be like 120 pages on yeah. average. Um, <clears throat> and there's a set way in which you're going to write it. It's going to be very bereft of details. It's going to, it's going to be like just a skeleton. Like it's going to be super tight, no fluff, no filler. Like yeah, you want to hit straight everything. To the beat. Right. You want to hit your beats dead on. You want to do it without wasting any time at all. And so that's movies, often why there's novelizations of movies is to right. be like, okay, to expand you wanted it. more. Right. Yeah. 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 So movies are typically like straight to the punch, quicker. And the stories are not as long. And books can be any, like they can be anything. And I think, honestly, like this is a little bit of a personal backstory, but it's one of the reasons why I decided I wanted to pursue writing for uh, writing books was because it there's just more freedom with yeah. that medium. Um, and I, in fact, I was talking to... Um, the head of the grad school I'll be going to uh, when I got the acceptance call. And I remember telling him, I said, yeah, I, I, you know, I decided I wanted to write books because TV shows like, or not, not just TV shows, but TV shows and movies, they're, they're similar. But anyway, Mm -hmm. movies, filmmaking, it takes a crowd. It takes a village to make a movie and a book is one person. And I was like, that's pretty much why I preferred that over Mm -hmm movies and he said something really funny he was like yeah you have to really check your ego at the door with movies matter of fact you have to check it at the gas station in the other state where you've got gas he's like there just (laughs) cannot it's just a very different landscape so straight off the bat it's just they're very very different and so to Mm -hmm. compare them you kind of just have to bear that in mind that yeah there's just differences in terms of length and plot structure even, I know plot structures are similar in terms of like an overarching umbrella of you've got three-act structures, five-act structures even, and different things like that. Mm-hmm. But the way you go about achieving those beats is typically different. You have more breathing room typically with a novel. You also mm-hmm. have more ability to just kind of like explore and figure out what you're doing and to take tangents as long as it's like a foreshadowing of something else or if you actually you know tie it in and it's it's useful with a movie you cut out everything that's not the bare bones of what needs to happen yeah and so just straight off the rip they're very very different yeah i think this is similar to it kind of plays off something what you were saying but like um i remember i so i like i i'm a big person who likes novelizations and I liked getting the full picture, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and so that's why I often read a lot of star Wars books is because they give a lot of details. Even if it's not a novelization, it can be maybe a book about one character or a character that's like before the events of this movie, you know? Right. And it gives you a lot more. And so the biggest appeal to me with a, with a book is that you get to see 
all of the thoughts, depending on the, you know, the author's writing style and like if the book is third person or first person or whatever. If, it, yeah. if it's third person limited, you know about that one character. If it's third person omniscient, you kind of get the whole thing. And then if it's first person, then you're obviously getting the thoughts of that one character, right? Right. But that's the biggest appeal to me is like, okay, I can really see what's going on in this character's head. And with a movie, the the actor has to do a good job of explain like within their they have kind to of reactions and st- all that background yeah. information that you can't yeah. see explicitly yeah and exactly and sometimes they have to kind of do something where it's like you know if they're a character that doesn't show a lot of emotion yeah. then they have to show that they don't show a lot of emotion you know yeah. like it's really it's really paradoxical um but you know, I remember I was watching, and this is this is a TV show, but it's very cinematic, and, and we'll get into that discussion when we inevitably get to TV shows. But when I was watching The Mandalorian, I was like, I love this, and I love the way the I, I love the way Pedro Pascal is like, and the the two other guys that helped uh, portray The Mandalorian underneath the helmet. Um, I love seeing kind of like the way he tilts his head, and, and you can understand like what's going on through right. his performance. Yeah. But man, would I love to see a book where it's like it's from the Mandalorian's perspective and I'm getting all of those thoughts in his head. And, and I'm sure maybe that would ruin the charm for some people. Um, it could. But, but, I but think for me, I'm like, I'm a more. sucker for it. Yeah, yeah I think exactly. it gives you more. Okay, so a lot of characters in a movie or even a TV show are a little bit misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Uh, like take Jamie Lannister, for example. Uh, and I know he's in a TV show, but in the show you kind of have you can kind of build up your own view of like who he is and what he is and like yeah. why he does things but in the books you get so much more of his motivations and yes. you understand why he's doing things that are like really terrible things but mm-hmm. you understand why and i think yeah. that's really cool and i that's almost why i would say like a tv show is tailor made for adapting whereas a movie is more tailor made for original stories um because books there's just more there's so much more info and you'd have to cut out so much to adapt it to Mm -hmm. a movie and so strictly on adaptations a movie is not ideal i mean even lord of the rings they had to make three of them they couldn't put them all in one movie unless it was going to be like one of those six hour seven hour movies and even then like it just there's not enough they they couldn't do that um so i'd say like Similarly, a book and a novel are original stories, whereas a TV show is kind of like, it might not always be original. And I think some of the biggest ones aren't. And so I don't want to get into TV shows as much because I know we're talking about that later, but Mm -hmm. I would see books and movies similarly because a lot of times they're very original in the stories that they're telling. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that was kind of something when I when I was reading the Harry Potter books, um, and and just to preface, like, I'm sure people probably think, oh, he's kind of he's a bit more of a casual reader, and I'm like, yeah, like I don't read, like I don't go to like the the deep ends of like like this, oh, like this new book series, or whatever. Like, I'm very much like I I'm I guess a bit of a cliche, like I read more popular books, right? But that doesn't mean that I don't read, like I enjoy reading a lot, um, but like I'm not like reading nonstop and it's the only thing I do. Um, so with that being said, like when I was reading the Harry Potter books, I was like, and then, so what I did for, for Harry Potter was 
I grew up watching those movies, and mm-hmm. and that's one of the big charms. Like, I mean, ultimately, like I like I love watching the movies, and I grew up with the the first four, and I watched the the uh, remaining four, that that being Order of the Phoenix and Beyond, in theaters, but I never saw them more than once in theaters. Right because I owned the first four movies. So when it got to the point where my friend was like, hey, you should read the books because you clearly love Harry Potter so much, I was like, I'm going to do that. But I don't remember what happens in book five through seven. And and in movie terms, I don't remember what happened through five through Deathly Hallows Part Two or the eighth movie. Right. So I read the first four, and what I, what I would do is I would, I would read the book, and then I would watch the movie right after. Yeah. And it became this thing where I would... With the first four movies, I was very familiar with what happened and the beats for beats because I would I had watched them probably each like ten plus times. Right. Um. So what I would do is I would go on my phone and I would like tell the differences and it's like yeah the book would expound on so much more. You get so much more of those details with every single character and their interactions from even for very mundane stuff, which makes a book almost a bit more realistic in the yeah. sense that you're seeing more of the everyday life rather than the overarching grand story, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that's and why so a then, lot of people say the books are always better than the movies. Yes. You hear that and, and so it's like, much. And it's like, you, like, it's hard to, like, the, the only way a movie can be better than the book is if they fix a glaring plot hole or just change the story to make it better. Right. Like, and that often and the, won't happen. Yes, exactly. And and that's the thing. Oh, and another thing is like, when, like like the Hobbit, I feel like tr- tr- not tried to fix it, but tried to like okay, like the Hobbit movies. And we were talking about this. Like, like I don't love the Hobbit movies. I don't hate them, but I don't think they're great. Yeah. And it's like they made three movies for one book, and like they added so much. And it was almost like to the point where it was like, I feel like had the roles been reversed, like. Had the Hobbit been a trilogy, and it would have been, and had it been that exact story, and then say they made one Hobbit movie or something like that, people would have hate, and it be like the actual book, people would have hated the Hobbit movie because they're like, oh, yeah. you cut out all this stuff. You trapped out. But it's thing. like, but it's like, yeah, it's the original, like the original, like the, it's weird because you get these differences where it's like either they chop out, and I feel like we're getting into this whole discussion of like movie adaptations now, and not really talking about like the the what books but can I achieve think, and what movies. I can think achieve, there but is an integral part an of it, mm-hmm. like adaptations between books and movies. That has been like a link between the two mediums yeah. for and a they long help time. and they help you identify like okay what a movie is trying to do versus what a book is trying to do. Right. Um, so back to the whole like Harry Potter thing. Like I remember it got to the point where I, I had started reading the, the the final books, you know, five through seven. And that was the ones I'm like, okay, I'm going into a territory where I remember very, very little. I only remember very specific moments. I don't remember what characters die, the overarching plot, any of this stuff. I just had glimpses mm-hmm. um, from back when I had seen them when I was a kid. So I started getting it and I became a lot more critical of what the movies did after it. Cause I would, I was essentially reading the books and then it almost felt like I was watching the movies for the first time. So it felt like I was the guy who had been like, oh, yeah, I read all the Harry Potter books. Now I'm here to see the movies in theaters. Right. And when I would finish the book and I would go and watch the movie, I would be like, well, this is what the movie did wrong here, 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 and here. And so, like, when I got to book five, which is uh, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix is the longest book in that series. I believe it sits around, like, 850 almost 900 pages somewhere around in it somebody will probably correct me on that but it's at least 800 i'm pretty sure yeah so 
um, when I read that, and that's the densest book. Order of the Phoenix is the shortest movie, which does that's not make weird. any sense. That's very weird. You would think Order of the Phoenix would be like, okay, this is going to be like a two-hour and 40-minute movie. Right. No. It, honestly, it would have made more sense to even split that one into two parts rather than The Deathly Hallows, which I think is the second or third longest in that entire series. Let's be honest. That was totally just a money grab to split that Oh, absolutely. Two. And that's become a huge trend with these adaptations and everything. Yeah. But I remember I watched Lord of Phoenix and I was like, that movie is my least favorite Harry Potter movie because it did, it cut out so much of what the book did. You don't get to see as much of Harry's angst and his like his anger at everybody right now like it, this is like the most like because he's like 15 or 16 in the the fifth book and that's when he is at like i mean he literally he watched someone die and nobody believes him like you've, you've got all these underlying problems and you do get that in the movie and daniel radcliffe does a phenomenal job and so like if you watch the order of the phoenix movie without reading the book mm-hmm. you're going to be you're going to love it you're going to love the fight between dumbledore and voldemort and everything but it's better in the books because they can they don't have they're not limited by budget and by acting and and by time constraints so that was a problem there and then i got to the 6th book which is my favorite book in the series half blood prince right um and that's i think it is at a perfect length where i think it's only around 650 pages which i think it, and i i read that very quickly um and i watched the movie for that and i'm like see that was better that was about the same length for and, and they they cut out the unnecessary stuff and, and all of the, the first four movies and books like i think did that well but it, when it got to the fifth one that was when it got really weird the sixth one i think did a good job although they did change a, a few things, but nothing drastic. There was only one section that they cut out that I was pretty disappointed with, but other than that, I was very happy. And then you get to the seventh one where it's like, this drags on way too long, and it has the, the, the like, seven, when I talk about seven, I'm talking about the movie, part one and part two. Okay. I'm like, you're dragging this on way too long, and you're, basically it's doing the whole Hobbit thing. Yeah. Um, where it's like, okay, you're you're making this a cash grab, money grab thing. Um. And I still to to Hobbits uh, to and, you know tailing to the Hobbit thing. I would I wish that we it would have been two parts and not three parts. I think that I would have served it better. And that was what it originally was supposed to be, um, but it wasn't. So when you read the it's it kind of depends. But like this that's the whole you know going to the full, full circle of what you said of like oh the movie or the book was better than the movie. I'm like well naturally it has the advantage because it doesn't have as many limitations just like what you said is you only have one person controlling the the book right the movie you have all these external factors you have budget you have actors you have the crew you have a specific release date like authors they don't really have to worry about that unless they're owned by a company that's like they're like really forcing them but even then like the author is like like this is still like my thing you know right. and it's that's... your thing the only constraints you have is you have to hit your deadlines with your publisher mm-hmm. yeah um so the only constraint you have is you have to do it in like a year um and even yeah. then like if you're a famous author and you miss a deadline it's like oh well okay we're not gonna say you're fired because like yeah we're gonna make a ton of money from your book so it's like just yeah. Try to make your deadlines. Like it's yep. just a very different world. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but also another thing, and this is more about movies than it is books. Books have a few set number of things that make the book great. It's typically um, plot slash conflict and characters. I think mm-hmm. those two things are kind of what make a book really, really good. With a movie, it's like eight different things. It's plot slash character and 
or plot slash conflict and character, but it's also cinematography. Yeah. It's also pacing, editing. Like it, there's more to it than just the story. There's how you digest the story. There's how you hear the story and see the story. There's so much more to it. And so in that Mm -hmm. sense, it's just a completely different art form. Yes. And because of all those other factors, you know, you can say, well, I like the movie better than the book because I could then actually visualize these characters yeah, in I a way I that, never the could with the whole audiovisual side of it. Right. right. So there's definitely advantages. Um, and an- another thing is a lot of our favorite movies generally as a society are not based on books. Right. Like, you know, you and I, I think we would both say we really like the Dark Knight trilogy. Um, And just talking about The Dark Knight, which is the best of those three, you know, that has no source material. That is truly original. Well, we'll get into that when we get to the comic book thing. It does have source material. But but the thing is, it's not it's not like it's taking inspiration from a couple of stories. But the thing that that's different about that trilogy is that it is pretty much telling its own story and it's not focusing on, okay, what are we trying to transcribe from a comic book or a graphic novel? It's more so like, this is about the comic book character Batman, but we are telling our whole new story. And that is something that right. is, you know, it, it is an original story, um, even if it takes, you know, some little things from certain stories and whatnot. Um, so, yeah, anyway, continue with what you were, you were saying, but... Um, yeah, essentially, you just get more um, similar to how you would with the book. You get originality. And also, like with authors, like books are obviously driven. The book market mm-hmm. is driven by the authors. And it's not driven by the publishers, which are like akin to production companies, things like that. It's not the publishers. It's the authors. Similarly with movies, I feel like the movie market is driven by directors and also in unique to itself, actors. Because obviously, you know, somebody's got to play the characters. Um, but it's the it's the storytellers and the really good ones that drive the market. Um, and so I think the original storytellers, they're driving everything. So the mm-hmm. Nolans, um, David Fincher, uh, oh, yeah. Taika Waititi, like you can list on list on list on list of yeah yeah you know directors um and not all of them are writing their scripts and that's also a different thing where it's like okay they're getting scripts like scorsese does this all the time he gets a script Mm -hmm. from somewhere and he may say well i want to tweak it a little bit here and you know come back to me in like six months would you done that he's not creating the story he's just telling it Mm -hmm. and so there's also that to take into account as well yeah yeah i i think that's it like i think that's probably the best point about the kind of what the each what a book and what a a movie emphasizes on um for sure because and, and i think that's why i've grown to really appreciate books again is there was for a good long while where you know i didn't care about characters as much like Mm -hmm. i to me and and this is like i I mentioned we will talk about this at some point but why i think characters are so important and in the books you really like the plot is very overarching but they have a lot more time to develop characters and characters mean a lot to me yeah and that's the one thing i'm like i like i constantly 
and and I never will not mention Star Wars, but like uh, Ben Solo or like Kylo Ren is like my favorite character in the films of Star Wars, which may shock people, but like that's where I'm like, okay, well, like I want to watch these movies, but like I want to just see more of him, you mm-hmm. know, like I want to get more into his head, and so I'm, that's why I'm constantly like, can I get a book or a movie of something of strictly him because I'm it, it will be nothing but him and whatever characters is supporting him, but like if it's from his perspective, I'll get that development, I'll get those inside thoughts, you know, a movie characters are important, yes. But they're a lot more focused on the filmmaking and um, and just telling the story in general. Yeah. Um, so I think, and, and this I don't think this is a like a rule for everything because every book is not the same and every movie is not the same. But I feel like if you love movies, then you more than you love books. You like you probably enjoy the story and the visuals um, and the way the movie is made more than you enjoy the characters. Um, And it Mm -hmm. just really depends, I guess, on your own personal tastes and and motivations for why you like stories. And I think that's another reason why, and we'll get into this, and I'm very excited to get into video games and, and comic books in the next episode, but like, that's another reason why I love those mediums probably more than both books and movies is because they, have their own unique styles and stuff. And it's like, you you really get, like, it's almost like all of the mediums are like, a, what is like the, is it a Venn diagram? The one where it's like basically yeah, it's a bunch of circles. circles that intersect. Yeah. Yeah. It's like all of them are like overlapping at one another and they take certain things that they emphasize on one another, but they don't share all of them. It's not Correct. just one big circle. It's like, I don't even know how you would make the circle because it's like there's just so many different things because it's not like I said like all books are not the same all movies are not the same all comics are not the same all um, all video games are not the same right. like it's really up to the people creating it and I like I think the what we can both agree on is that books are the most streamlined version at least if it is a book with one author or you know like Streamlined meaning it's like the original story, the the way it was meant to be told. Yeah, and the most straightforward. Yeah, like in terms of like, yeah, you're you're reading it, and this is like, you know, you're really only having to take into account what you're reading. Right. Okay. So you're just consuming the story, and not so much like, okay, I like this aspect of the filmmaking of the movie. Like I, yeah. I watch movies and I enjoy the cinematography and I will watch right. a movie like because you, of how it looks. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I see what you're saying. Like, like, I, like I can watch a movie and be like, wow, that movie has amazing special effects. Like I know right. there's a movie that I've been meaning to watch because I do love special effects. And I think it, it's something that really appeals to me. Um, but there was this movie called Valerian. Uh, yeah. And I remember that movie had like this like amazing practical and special effects. But the story it wasn't a very good plot, and yeah, yeah, like they weren't that great. But it's like you can appreciate a movie for di- the different aspects, and that's the same thing. Like it, re- like you it really depends on your tastes of of movie. Like my favorite movie of all time is Drive, mm-hmm. and like that movie, I don't appreciate for special effects or anything because I'm like it doesn't really. Have really any. have any no like but i appreciate it because it has i i really enjoy the way the film is made the score um the cinematography the acting like mm-hmm. and it's you appreciate them more for different things um yeah it's it's really interesting that movies give you so much more than just story and if mm-hmm. i were to list off all the movies that i like 
because the story is incredible, it would yeah. be probably half of my favorite movies. Like it's not all about story with yeah. movies. It's there's so many more factors that come into play. Whereas with books, it's only story. Like if you're a good storyteller, mm -hmm. you can tell good stories. If you can't, you got to figure something else to do. Cause I mean, that's, that's what you have to be good at. Um, and, and I guess characters are kind of in there cause they're not intrinsically part of a story all the time, but it's kind of like a symbiotic relationship. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's very unique. And maybe it's because we do kind of have a filmmaking background where mm. I enjoy watching the behind the scenes of a movie or how something was made. Like for example, uh, David F. Sandberg, who directed Shazam, Annabelle Creation, um, a movie called Lights Out. Um, <clears throat> he yeah. has a YouTube channel called Pony Smasher, which is mm -hmm. really hilarious. But That's funny. He uh, posts a lot of short films he makes on there, and he also does a lot of behind-the-scenes um, and just kind of like informative videos about Hollywood, about Hollywood filmmaking, about indie filmmaking, different things like that. Great informational stuff. Yeah. But he just posted a short film that I think I retweeted and actually put on Twitter because I was like, this thing is awesome. Um, but it's a, a quick horror short. And it's really, really well done. And he did it all mm. in quarantine. What I think it was his wife, I believe, don't really know. I think it was his wife was the, the main, the, the only actor. And then he yeah. was everything else. He was editor, director, writer, cinematographer, yeah. everything. And it's really, really good. Um, and he did a video where he was talking about like gear he uses for his short films, mm -hmm. but he used that one specifically as an example. And I remember uh, watching the video, like he showed, he was talking about writing software. And this is more to the point. He showed the script and it was just like some notes on a cardboard cutout or like a, a sheet of cardboard. And that was the story. And he just kind of like, made it up as he went along and yeah. the story was really good like it was very short and self-contained and maybe it was six minutes long so it was i mean it was small mm -hmm. but it was really really well done and right. so that just kind of proves the point of filmmaking and movies are so much more than just the writing the story there's you know it just because you have a good story or a great writer or like a chris mcquarrie who uh, did Usual Suspects. That's a movie that's got mm -hmm. a great story, plot, and like all kinds of cool writing stuff. Yeah. That's not the only standard for good filmmaking. There's mm -hmm. so much yeah. more to it. And I think that's that might be why movies are so accessible or um, accepted as like, this is the main... Uh, form of stories that people yeah. consume. I and maybe it's because you can watch a movie and get a whole story in two hours. That yeah. probably has oh, something yeah. to do with it because books you have to put more time into and almost a lot some more energy into as well when you're reading it. Right. You, yeah, I don't think you can read a book when you're like about to fall asleep. No. But if you wanted to, you could put a movie on and be like, all right, and then like you right, know. right, yeah. So it, it it's weird, kind of like comparing them, but like there's no comparison between books and movies, it's almost just like there's strengths and weaknesses and things that you need to know going into each. Yeah. And, and I'm sure, go ahead. And I think if you were to compare each of them, and we do this with adaptations, and rightfully so, mm -hmm. because it's the same story told in two different ways. 
um, when you're comparing the two mediums, you're probably always going to think the book is better because you get more of the things that make good stories. Mm-hmm. But with a movie, you can think a movie, even if it's adapted from a book, you can think it's good for completely different reasons than why you thought the book was good. Yeah. You could think the adapted story in movie form is great because the editing and pacing is wonderful or mm-hmm. the score is great or the cinematography is great or the acting is great. And, you know, you'd like the book because, okay, the pacing was awesome and the story was cool and the plot was really cool. And, I'll, I'll, you know, that twist, I never saw that coming. And you still mm-hmm. get that in the movie, but there's just more layers to it. Yeah. And, you know, in in those ways, like, you get a whole lot of different things to dissect and absorb and enjoy. Um, and it's it's just truly two different ways of absorbing a story. Yeah. I, I think with you saying all of that, it makes me think of one of my friends um, who I think he is a much different type of, uh, I, I guess... I just a type of a different type of person when it comes to the stories that he likes. Um, so he likes a lot of horror movies and that like a, a lot of, especially a lot of like the really cheesy ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also really likes, um, for some reason, oh, I know the reason he loves the transformers movies oh, and, and why does he I, like and why does he like them? Yeah. He's so we get into, so I've gotten into multiple arguments with him and how he says they are good movies. And I'm like, they are not good movies. Yeah. And, and what he does was he like, mean by that, though? And so, so eventually, like, he's someone, and I mean, granted, he's a little bit stubborn. So, and I've ha- <laughs> I have to like, and I have to be like, bro, like, come on, back off on this. You're being a little too headstrong here. But the reason he loves the Transformers movies is not because of the the plots or the acting or anything. He likes it because it's just entertaining to watch. Like, yeah. it's just like the action. Like, he just likes the action and like the CGI and everything. And I'm like, that's perfectly that's acceptable. Yeah. I'm like, but he, but when he tells me that it's a well-made movie and that they have good stories and stuff, no. and I'm like, they don't. And then I'm like, I'm like, they don't have it. I'm like, yeah, they're very, inter- like, I love watching Optimus Prime and Megatron just kick the crap out of each other. Right. And he was like, and inevitably I'll like, he'll back down and he'll be like, okay, yeah. Like they're not good movies, but they're really entertaining. And I'm like, Yes, that's true. I will accept that because yeah. that is a fact. Like they, like, like it's they're not. They don't have these super deep or intricate plots. Their acting is not very good. Like they're not. They're very. They're popcorn flicks, right? right. And that's more to the point and, of you can like a movie for any number of reasons, and people can think you're nuts for liking yes. that specific aspect of the we movie. All, yeah, like I mean, I think we probably both have movies that we aren't very good that we still love. Yeah, like oh, I'm sure. like I think there's one movie that like although I would get into an argument about this, but I you know I, I won't for the sake unless you start arguing with me about it. Like one movie that I love is Tron Legacy, the one that came out in 2010. I actually never even watched and, that. And movie. so, dude, okay, you gotta watch it. So <laughs> so the reason I love that movie and is and it is there's people and there's a a lot like a pretty big fan base out there for that movie and i'm glad i'm not alone but there's also a lot of people who think it is just it is just trash i'm sure and that movie like honestly i think is very well made and like the story like and i love the world and i love the characters and the the story isn't like top tier but it's still pretty good yeah 
but like its style, like it, I don't think Tron would have translated at all into a book. It, its strongest point point is it is a movie because you see the way the colors and you see the cinematography and like the yeah. action scenes. I'm like that is something that only a movie could do. Maybe like a game or something, but that's even different because you have to could integrate. Do it like Ready Player yes. One was a book. Yeah. So I mean, it's possible. But I think a movie probably think, does it better. I think Ready Player One, honestly, and, and I have read the book and watched the movie, and I enjoy them both for different reasons, right? Yep. I'm someone that I, I'm not very black and white, like, this is sucks and this is awesome, you know? Right. Like, I like to see both sides and things. So I read Ready Player One before the movie came out. And I was like, that was an enjoyable book. And I'm like, that, the story in that is told well in that book because it has a lot more very subtle references and things like you have to like, it's, it's not made for everybody. Right. Like it's very much like you have to be a very like, and there was like, you have to be a very big nerd. And there were some things that even I didn't get like, like there's one of the, so in the book there, he has to get keys and then there's gates. And so like he gets the key and then he has to find the gate and the gate will be this challenge. And then that'll lead him to the next key. So it's honestly like, it is a multi-step process. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was one where he like, he's trying to get the key for the last thing. And he goes to this world and it's dedicated to the band rush, <laughs> which is like, and it's like, it's like this, into, like the story of this album, like that they tell in, in one of the rush albums. And I was like, dude, I don't know anything about rush. Like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm sorry, but I don't know. Like, I, but like when he tells me like, you know, in the book that he got leopard on from the Japanese Spider-Man TV show, I'm like, yo, I know what that is. Like, right. And like, and not everybody will. Cause it's very, very like this subtle mundane thing. And then in the, the movie, which Steven Spielberg did, I think that story in that actually works really well, but if you're comparing it to the book, then it doesn't. And so in the in the movie, they, they get rid of the whole key thing. They just, they just make it gates. Like mm-hmm. that's all it is. It's like, you just get to the gate and you, and I'm like, that's a fair enough assessment. All of the challenges are, they, they take certain aspects from it, but the, all of the challenges are totally different. And it is like, it works, that story works really well in that movie format because they change it to fit a movie. So mm-hmm. it's it's something that like I enjoy both, but like I love the visuals of Ready Player One. I think this like the special effects are crazy good in that movie. Right. Um, and just the overall feel of that movie and the way it's because it's Spielberg. Like, come on, like he's gonna naturally right. like make it great, right? Um, and I, like I said, it had it been a movie first, I think people would have been like, oh, that like, and had they changed it so much in the the like movie, had they, they flipped the roles, it would have been a much different story. But um, I, even then, when I read the Ready Player One book. That's another one that it's strange, but I didn't necessarily care much about the characters in that book. Mm. I was reading that book more for the story of it. Yeah. Um, and so that's some, some books do that, but like the book, and that's why like Ready Player One isn't like one of my favorite books of all time. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, when it's I think an my okay favorite, book. Yeah. I wouldn't say yeah, it's like crazy great, but like, yeah, it's, it's good. It, it, I think what it appealed to, or what it set out to do was that it told a really cool and original story. Yeah. Which and which you don't see very often, and that's what I commend it for. I was like, oh, that was a very unique story. I've never seen that done before. Right. But I wasn't like, oh wow, Par- Parzival is so so deep. You know, like he has like so, he's such a multi layered character. Um, but the books that I like are the ones where you do get those really deep, 
looks into those characters. And yeah. I, and I, it's not that I want to read a book where it's just constantly they're in their head the entire time, but like in the moments that matter, you want to know like just like. And that's what I, I like about the Harry Potter books is that they they really flesh out Harry yeah. in a great way, and you get his thoughts and you get a lot of that backstory, and they and they just J.K. Rowling does a great job of, of developing that, and even other characters like Dumbledore and Ron and Hermione, like, and even when it's third person, like she does a good job of that. One hundred percent. So, it's it's tricky, and I and I hate that like we. I, I don't mean it to be like we dedicated this entire episode to comparing books and movies. That wasn't the intention. The intention was more so like comparing them. And I already said this comparing them helps you uh, identify what a book does stronger and what a movie does stronger. Correct. Um, so, and I, so yeah, that's, I don't really have much more, more to say, but like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I can speak from <clears throat> writing both, I, I didn't really, I, I tried writing a movie and I never finished it. Um, I wrote a lot more short films. And so yeah. coming from that to writing a book, it took a long time to figure out how to write a book. Um, in fact, I've probably got, shoot, somewhere between 60 and 70 pages of just garbage trunked writing where I'm figuring it out. Um, whereas short films, writing them, you can approach it where you, you do a, a David F. Sandberg where you don't really write anything or you can really script it out. Mm -hmm. Um, but just kind of like the approaching it as a writer, they are, they feel completely incomplete mm -hmm. when you write for film. Uh, it feels like it's half done. Yeah, you don't get that feeling of completion until you see it edited. That's why my favorite part of filmmaking is honestly the like sitting with an editor, watching it come together on a TV screen. That's honestly the most satisfying part of the whole yep. thing. That's yep. that is one hundred percent my favorite part of filmmaking. It's not the writing. It's not the shooting. It's the post pulling it all together, adding in the yeah. score, adding in the colors, the aspect ratio, all that fun stuff. That's what makes it great because you get a, a sense of completedness. Mm -hmm. When you're writing a book, you get that sense of completedness while you're writing it because yeah. there are no other steps. And so the writing of a book to me feels a little bit more fulfilling. Granted, you have to do more because it's so much longer usually. It takes mm -hmm. so much more time in the writing. But, um, and it's all up to you and it is all up to you. Yeah. So a lot of times, you know, you'd write something and completely be like, eh, let's do something different. And then you just kind of scrap it and redo it. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you're writing a movie or a short, you don't do that as much. You kind of like talk with other people that are involved and they're like, okay, I like this idea. What if we did it uh, a little bit like this? And then you don't really just go redo everything. You just kind of like tweak it a little bit. Be like, okay, uh, let's add in a couple different lines of dialogue here. And, you know, that's what you've got. Um, and obviously that's not even including having like production notes or anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, that's, you know, cont contained within itself. But it is very different from a writing perspective. Um, and maybe I'm biased in that I like writing 
I think I like writing books a little bit better than I do for something to be seen on a screen. Um, yeah. But it is like, it's just a different experience with both. And I think yeah. there are great things about both of them. And it's why I love both of them. Um, mm-hmm. It's like having two children that are two different people, but you kind of love them equally. Yeah. Um, That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Granted, I did just say I prefer books over movies. So, you know. take that for what you will but it is it's like two different human beings that you love equally but you approach them differently yeah yeah i mean that's that's the best way to put it i i would say um yeah i i I don't have much more to say honestly like yeah i've i've touched on all of the main things that like the you know in terms of i think i think the only two points which we have we have beat to death at this point was that yeah books allow you to get more into the characters heads and if you appreciate characters you're going to like that and if you but for movies you get that whole audio visual side of it and a lot more of the components all coming together um it's like movies are like one big group project and like you get to see like the final outcome and either it's going to be a a dumpster fire it's going to be a beautiful masterpiece right um so it's uh yeah it's it's pretty interesting and like i feel like my tastes somewhat change depending on the mood that i'm in but like true i don't think i'm ever going to get to a point where i don't love books and where i don't love movies like it's that's yeah that's never gonna happen yeah and and i think for a while they like they're people are always going to compare them and i don't i don't i don't think they should be compared um, I, just because the, just because they tell stories doesn't mean they should always be compa- compared unless you're trying to co- just compare the stories of them. Right. Um, I think like movies are trying to achieve a different thing than, than books are trying to achieve. True. Um, so yeah, that, and that about, unless we have anything else to say, that should be the end of, of this first part. Yeah. That wraps it up for part one. Next week, we're going to be talking about video games, comics, and TV shows. Assuming Hopefully. we don't just roll over one of those or a couple of those yeah. to the third one. But expect some something like that next week. Yeah. Hopefully midweek. Um, thank you all for listening, uh, sticking with us. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at JoshJohnson98, on Twitter, JoshJ underscore 98. Follow us on Instagram at RisingAction underscore. Yeah, I'll try to make a Twitter as well. Um, Please do. I don't know if and, anybody would care, but yeah, it'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, honestly, like, if not, and they, like, because you've you've kind of been the rising action Twitter as of late, like, but just your personal. I have been so, tweeting about it personally. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, definitely check us out. Uh, mine's at Shrades Through Eight again, Twitter and Instagram, and um, yeah, make like a tree and get out of here. <laughs>